Welcome to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. Social media is hard, but trying to do social media as somebody else is impossible. Do you struggle with imposter syndrome? Do you hate seeing yourself on camera? Are you unsure of what platform to be on and how often to show up there? Well, join the club. On every episode, you'll hear a real life person talk about their successes and struggles on social media, how they overcame their own insecurities, and they'll give practical insight for you to apply today. So if you're ready, let's start the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Mindset. And today's going to be a lot of fun because I really, I have with me two guys that I don't even know that their last names are relevant to to anyone, right? It, when you say, I'm here with Tristan and Jeff, I'm here with Jeff and Tristan, like we go, oh yeah, the the drunk on social guys, right? We, we, we know who you guys are. And so I'm not going to beat around the bush and and, you know, take 10 minutes to tell you how amazing you are. And, oh, my gosh, I'm so lucky to be on Zoom with you. Like, right? Nobody cares. So <laughs> I I just know that SocialCon was freaking dope, fellas. And y'all, y'all's ability to create a real estate-centric event without real estate people, I think, was such a brilliant decision because it opened my eyes, as I know it did many others, to just perspectives and opinions and ideas and thought flows and from people that, that aren't us. And so I just love to know, like, man, what, what'd y'all think about it? What, what were some of your takeaways? Do you think that uh, Sonny and Cher are threatened by uh, Jeff and Tristan? Probably not. Are they both, are they alive? I don't don't know actually. Because if they're not, then they're not threatened. (laughs) Sonny's dead. JJ <laughs> JJ, get it together. All right, my bad. My bad. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Uh, dude, let's talk about your book that came out during uh Drunk it on did. Social. So it I did. mean how that was I great timing. On stage. I ordered it from stage. So did you sure. really order it? Because you did it so fast, it felt like it was my it might have been dude, fake. It was already on my cart, so I just clicked go. Okay. I love it. I appreciate yeah. that. And there you go. And the, your book will be out by the time this thing releases. Is everything on schedule for your book to yeah. to come out on the twenty fifth? Looking good. Now we're just waiting for JJ's book, dude. It, it needs. Go, I need to bro. get. A, I need to get a pen out first. You got to do it. Yeah. You. Yeah. Write it in. Write it on in ink. That'll be really unique. <laughs> That'll be an amazing. I'd buy the only copy, dude. How much? Would <laughs> yes, you would. yes, you would. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. My so, wife. What? What what was your like? W- did you have one big takeaway, or 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 were there several that you walked away from Social Con and went, man, like that alone was worth being there? Hmm. Uh, um, I'll go first, Jeff, on this one because I, I have two things. One was the just the repeated message on consistency. Mm-hmm. That I'm just not doing enough and I'm not showing up enough, right? And I was like, I, I felt that. I was like, man, right? And if I felt that, everyone else better have felt that shit. So, Oh, no doubt. Because everyone in that room would look at you two as the most consistent people in the room, right? Aside from the keynotes that were, that were there to speak. Yeah. So then for you to go, ugh, I'm not consistent enough. 
Like that's a, that's, that's big. And then the second piece is that I'm overthinking it. I'm still Mm -hmm. overthinking it because if I look at, if I look at Austin's stuff, which is very simple, very processed, right? I'm like, there's no way you're getting millions of views on that stuff. And right. And he is. And it's like, I'm overthinking it. I'm overthinking it. So those are the two things for me. And that that really helped me just continue on that path. How about you, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, those are I would consider those more broad based. I would I would say I, I was thinking more like super technical because because our perspective is different than the audiences we've interviewed. We know those people, uh, most of them really, really well. Uh, part of the reason why to expand on what you said, like non non real estate influencers, but also super young influencers. Like I was very mm-hmm. intentional about getting. I had a college kid who runs the only social media uh, that's like, it's like some sort of mastermind or groups across the country. Uh, this kid is going to be. I mean, Dylan's dude's going to probably be more successful than anybody in that room uh, when all is said and done. Yeah. And and then Gigi and and London. There's a bu- you know just a bunch of them that are in their their twenties. And I I think that getting the perspective of a Gen Z who has grown up in this and truly understands this better than those of us that didn't, you know, which just we've evolved with it. And I think a lot of people look at that and say, I don't, I don't understand what I'm going to learn from a kid. Right. And, and I think just wrapping your head around that mindset. So for me, it was, it was more technical stuff. It was like, uh, stop overthinking going live on TikTok and then understanding how to use going live on TikTok. Cause I have a very strong audience on TikTok that's very niche down. And I'm like, damn it, why am I not doing this? And so it's not like I hadn't heard it before, but hearing it from a different perspective. And, uh, you know, Kenya with the 501 personality, I just love how she articulated that. It was yep. so cool. That was my, um, one of my big ones. Yeah. The five, I loved the, the, cause everybody knows what that means. You know? Yeah. Do they? Well, do the they? audience might not just write this second, but I'm saying once you explain it, when yeah. she said it, we're like, oh my gosh, 100%. Yeah. We all have that post work personality that comes out in us. Yeah. And um, so do explain it to the audience so that we don't continue to talk through it without giving yeah. them that that story. I mean, it's your it's you, it's your real you. I, I think uh, for most of us, we have this perception that we need to be either professional uh, as when we press play or on social, or uh, I think we maybe get a little uptight when we press play on social, and we feel like, ooh, I, I I can't show that to my audience because it might you know I might lose followers. And and the reality is is that you're actually probably losing more engagement and following by being too professional because that's not what social media was designed for. And so your 501 yeah. is who's that person that's in the mirror, in in the bathroom, getting ready for work or getting ready for the day, the one dancing around, singing songs. Who's the one who's goofing off with your kids? Like that's, that's you. That's who you yeah. really are. And so be that on social and you'll actually find that you'll attract more than, than you realize. Man, well, hundred um, percent. I loved you know, all these people have millions of followers. So obviously like they have what most of us want, right? That influence over people. All of them spoke to how bad they sucked when they started. Yeah. And, and I, I love that part because I just think so many of the, of the realtors and lenders that we try to serve, they just can't get past that part, right? Like we're, we're in, we're in an industry that like is always teaching, put your best foot forward, like get that suit on, get, and, and then we tell them, oh, just kidding on social media, you're going to suck at first. 
You're going to look like an idiot every once in a while. And so I feel like it's two combative messages that these people are being taught. And so I just loved watching uh, who, oh, London is the one. London shared his very first video ever. Yeah. That literally yeah. was, what, what was it? Like, want to see the world's biggest bubble? And he yeah. never actually blew a bubble. Yeah. <laughs> he was like ahead brilliant. of his he was ahead of his time on that like like tease the audience and not actually give it to him and then probably get crucified for not actually giving it to him but it worked it, it was it's so good i i got to um austin armstrong and i we already recorded a podcast last week together that'll come out in a little bit and uh man i i, I want to get y'all's perspective because it was funny that he called both of you guys out that you both separately messaged him and we're like bro did you know that yeah. like there there was an awkward thing in your video yeah, and yeah. you suckers y'all just like went for it hook line and sinker it's exactly oh, yeah. so when when he talked about his concept of playing into the criticism of social that most of us try to avoid all the time yep. talk tell, talk through with the audience like what he's doing i'm now looking for those easter eggs every single video of his that i see mm -hmm. talk through that well, most people aren't. I think that's the thing. But when you notice it and you're watching the video for his specifically, when he's showcasing what website to go to and he's flipped the camera over and be like, yeah. hey, this is the website you should go to. He's hovering over the tabs. And one of those tabs has something along the lines of Elon Musk nudes or GLO nudes and or something crazy like that. And people are like, what? And they snap it and then they send it to me and they're like, hey, your boy Austin, mm -mm, you you gotta let him know. And I'm like, oh shoot. Uh, and then I text Jeff. I'm like, hey Jeff, do you think he knows? And, and I don't remember what <laughs> Jeff said, but I texted it to Austin. And Austin's like, and he laughed, and he's like, you know, that I do that on purpose. I'm like, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah so, so funny. He says he fun. says he called he pronounces words like Socrates, Socrates. <laughs> <laughs> it's so yeah. true. Well, it's what so he, I, I don't remember if this is how he said it, but essentially what he said was it's easier to get people's prey or get people's criticism than it is to get their praise. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. and maybe he didn't say it as eloquently as I just said it. So maybe Austin, if he watches this, then he can steal that <laughs> and, you know, use it at TechCrunch. That's where he's at today. Uh, but that, that was just such a brilliant thing for me to hear because I'm, I'm not trying to be perfect but I'm always trying to be positive. And so I think like throwing in those random misspelled words and, you know, it, it's such an interesting dynamic that I think would work really well for a lot of people in our industry. Well, I think, I think what people are overlooking on that is they're so fearful of screwing up, but the reality is imperfection is actually, it attracts more because it's real. But the other side of the coin is I think when doing this, like I'm a perfectionist. So that my, my initial reaction is like, fight that, like, no way I'm not going to do that. But then you realize your audience is going to know what you're doing. It's the new audience. It's the new followers you're going to pick up as a result, which seems kind of backwards. Um, and I, and I just pulled up, Tristan, remember this. I did a video last year where I was talking about boating rules. It's so it's my TikTok and, and Lake the Ozark stuff. And the mm. evidently I didn't know this until then the Lake of the Ozarks boating rules are not exactly the real boating rules. Like we just make up our own rules cause it's a very unique Lake. And I was talking about <laughs> something Bills, that sounds safe. I, well, and now I got crucified. I was like 50, 50 crucified versus defense. Right. 
and there was there was 170. I was just looking the analytics up. 176,000 views, uh, 3,000 likes, almost 1,500 comments. Golly, like that's insanity. And you know what I was noticing, Tristan, on the retention rate. That was a minute, eight second video. Twenty five percent of one hundred and seventy six thousand watched the entire thing. Like, Shoot. and and wow. and it was and and I'm because I was like because one of my my good buddies Sean Curley is my also my partner who also has a place at the lake. He was like, I love that video because I just love watching you get crucified. And I'm like, and then after now it's gone through. I'm like, I need to do more of that. Like, I yeah. need to intentionally. Uh, just mess with people and just to get the engagement because it grows your following. And then, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fascinating concept. Mm. I, so do y'all think inside of this thought process, like can, can people do intentional like real estate videos this way? Oh yeah. Or, or is it because that's their profession? Like they don't want us to be seen as like a moron that could say something, you know, like, is there a line no, here? Because you, you asked, you yeah, know, y'all you can asked walk that line pretty good, dude. I think okay. if you take into consideration in in a good portion of Southern California, there are no basements, right? So I could take a stance and say, hey, you know, basements are for are for stupid people, right? Or why why a basement, guys? Like you got it all wrong. You don't need a basement, right? And then I can tell you instantly that I will get crucified, right? But yeah. then again. I'm a real estate and sell call. I get defense. It's like, yeah, basements are stupid. They get flooded. Earthquakes all crushed down. Then it's like, well, what about the extra square footage? So um, I think we can mm. do it for real estate. We just have to find the right angle. How about have you? Have you ever heard of Zillow catastrophes on TikTok? Oh yeah, man, that's true. I'm gonna I'm gonna send this to you, Kyle. It's and so what she does is is she goes and just finds. She's she's you know finding the listings on Zillow, taking the pictures, and then talking about them. So she's talking about like crappy looking pictures, that picture where somebody didn't realize they were in the mirror and they were naked, or somebody sitting on the toilet. Like that's the kind of real estate stuff that will yeah. grab tons of attention. Well, yeah. Austin talked about that listing on Zillow that had like that sex dungeon, you yeah. know, in, <laughs> in it, good. and just the you know the the plays that that got because of obviously how shocking that is when you're seeing a, a home tour and all of a sudden a bunch of sex stuff pops up. Dude, I mean, we can go further on this. It's like, what about just grabbing your phone and, and going through, if you're in a city, going through all the park benches of all the different real estate agents and be like, which one's a 10? It's like, boom, boom, boom. Or, or for sales signs, it's like, which one looks best, guys? Oh, that one's stupid, but, the, but this one's good, right? Think of people crucifying real estate you could do so much you could do that you could you could talk about you know the the lazy lazy realtors in because the, there's so many examples you could give there that so many people are going to come to your defense like and just be oh yeah i can't stay or you know like i did the video is it uh say it right it's realtor not realtor um yeah th those kind of things that you know that are that it just stokes it stirs the pot stokes the fire gets people going Okay, dude, I got an idea. It's like, why not in a, in a bigger city, metro area, or downtown anywhere, start a video and be like, so everyone is a real estate agent. Let's just ask random people if they have their real estate license. Excuse me, sir, do you have a real estate license? I love that. Do you have your real estate license? And then, I mean, how would that not get a lot of views, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just there's so much we could do, man. So I, I want to I wanna ask you guys, 
and this is going to kind of go negative for a little bit, but I think it's necessary. Like the reality of the people we work with is as, as great as SocialCon was, I would imagine what maybe 10%, 20% of that room went home and instantly like took action and did something. Yeah. Why? When there's, there's so many gurus, there's so many coaches, there's so many great events and, and people doing this, like, why is it still like pulling teeth to get people to, to take action on any of this stuff? Well, you know, you know, the stat, right? 90% of social media users are lurkers, just consumers. Yeah. 9% are light engagers and 1% are creators. And is that, I, is that for real? Those, yeah. that's the real number. Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap. Which tells you how much opportunity there is for the 1%. But the but but I think there's a lot of reasons for it. There's the uncomfortability. Uh it's it's not in our comfort zone. Uh I think that the algorithms are so freaking good that you intend I, oftentimes I open up Instagram, okay, I got to go do this and then oh, Frenchie, you know, oh, yeah. I'm going to watch Tristan's video, you know. And yeah. you just get caught and then 45 minutes later you're like, shit, I got to get back to what I was doing. And then you forgot the whole time, you you know, I mean, so I think being intentional is is a really hard thing for people. Being disciplined to the process, I I think you're right. And so is it. Well, Tristan, do you have anything to add to that before I take it further? No, I just I don't think so. Except the fact that I think people forget that this is like door knocking or like cold calling or like anything else. It takes a lot of failure to figure out. Mm-hmm how you're going to be able to do it better for yourself. 100%. I I interviewed a, a guy this morning that'll be a future episode on the podcast. He's a lender out of Florida mm-hmm. and uh, he's the kick butt mortgage guy. That's his brand. And it's interesting because he also, his tagline is like, just do the effing video. And I was like, man, it's interesting. You said the F word in your tagline, but you're the kick butt mortgage guy. So it was a fun, it was a fun conversation that we had. But I was looking at his videos and he has shorts that are in the thousands. Nice. And then he has shorts that have three views, six views, 10 views. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, how, how do we keep people from riding the waves of, yes, I got 30,000 views. Oh man, that one got seven. How, like, how do you guys do that? Cause y'all have videos that can pop off. Yeah. And then if you're like me, the video that you're like, dude, this is about to crush. Like five views later, you you feel kind of like a, a loser, <laughs> right? Daily. Daily I, I ignore it, man. I ignore the van. I mean, I say I ignore it. I'm living in my TikTok right now because it's popping and I'm taking advantage of it. But for the most part, I'm more committed to the process. So when I wake up every single day, like on my Instagram, for example, I say to myself, my goal is one to two reels a day, every day. Uh, and and I'm always batching and creating. So it's not a lot of extra work. So I usually will spend you know a week creating a bunch of videos and then I just put them in my drafts and then it's just easy. And then I know that I'm going to be posting five to seven stories roughly a day. I already know in my head, I'm committed to that regardless of how engaged the audience is. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, that's the gate. It's like, um, I had one the other day that was a, it was an AI video and I honestly expected it to not perform very well. Well, Austin saw it, shared it. It's one of my best performing videos that I've had in a while. That guy. Yeah. I mean, I just, you what just don't guy. know, like, I mean, it's, it's, um, 
just stop overthinking it. Tristan, you said it in the beginning, just stop overthinking it. Post the damn shit. You just don't know. So Jeff, you, you're great at batching, right? We've, I think we even have talked about that uh, on a, on a podcast before Tristan, do you batch or do you just live in the moment? How do you do it? No, I don't batch at all. I used to batch. Okay. And it just didn't work out for me. Well, only because, um, what I find is that I'm, I'm a very, I'm on the creative side, extreme creative. And so if I get an idea, I need to shoot it then. Mm. And so the other part to this is as I'm going through and I'm scrolling through and I'm like, that's a good one. I'm just going to do edit right there. Um, because I've set, I've just, this is the way I function better. I did that with the Warren Buffett one. It's at 2.4 million views. Wow. It increased my followers by 10,000. So it's just for me, then there's no right way. I know people mm. that batch and they do amazing. Sure. Right. But I think for me at this point, I'm on this thing all day. And what I've noticed is that if I click record as I'm doing a webinar, like right now, if we record with Ecamm Live high def and I'm, I get my pieces, I send it over to my team and I just did what, like seven videos, seven mm-hmm. short videos at that time. So that's the other piece that we're doing as well. So we're just taking advantage of what we're already doing. Do you guys think there's a downside to, you know, my, my only, it, it, I hate to even call it negative because I don't think it's negative, but my only potentially like negative criticism of, of social con was that everyone that spoke was in the millions of followers. And if we're not careful, are we portraying a message that says like, as a local realtor, as a local lender, you should be solely focused on trending and going viral and getting your followers up versus I think all of us also agree. The opposite of that is we can teach somebody with a hundred Instagram followers, how to sell tons of houses and close lots of loans. So is there like, what is there a balance in, in that? I don't think there is. I think what we look at in achievement for in achievement for everything in the world that we live in, it's like for me, when I'm interviewing success for success magazine on the podcast, yeah. I don't go and find a an average working person that's working at Walmart and is making $12 an hour. Sure. And be like, tell me about working at Walmart. I want to understand this, right? Nothing there's nothing attractive about that because as, right. as humans, our psychology is definitely leaning towards I want to know how you succeed at a high level in these particular things because that gives me hope. Yeah. Right. And we're driven by hope. So I don't, I don't think so. I think that it's a normal thing to do and we should aspire to be way better than we, than some of us think we can be. Yeah, sure. You, 100%. you know, fo- followers are a byproduct of consistency and quality. And we get so caught up in, I don't have enough followers. And then you get paralyzed by what to post. And the reality is, is yeah. I mean, it's not about vanity. So yeah, back to what you said, Kyle, the, the people that are on stage are true influencers. They've figured out how to yeah. grow not only an audience, but also now grow a business as a result of it. And that's what we want people to take from it. Not, oh, damn, I need to have 10 million followers like yeah. London in order to be relevant. That's yeah. not the point. The point is, is they've got equations on what what works. And, and one of the things that I did talk to people about, there was, and by the way, we critiqued the event very hard. There's a lot of things I would change. 
Uh, but, and we are going to change, but um, one of them will not be that, like having the people that are true influencers that are outside the box, uh, that's going to be kind of our goal. We're just going to try to get yeah. them to niche down. It was more broad-based this time, first go at it. And the messages were fairly similar. Now we're going to, we're going to be like, okay, we want somebody specialized TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, you know? Yeah. And I think that's going to be the way we go about it going forward. But um, yeah, dude, the hardest part for people to, you know, this is such a, it, it's it's such an outside the box, even strategy. This is not normal. Right. It's becoming very normal and it needs to become very normal for people. And now here we are taking this already uncomfort, you know, this uncomfortable zone that they're in and even innovating it even further. And so it's really hard for people to understand. We, we, Tristan and I understand we are not going to be for the masses. We are going to be for the 10%. We want to be for the people that really want to go after it. And, and I know that that 10% is going to grow uh, with, with yeah. time, but we will know if we're doing a good job, if we're constantly being questioned on what we're doing. If yeah. we stopped getting questioned, now I'm like, oh shit, we haven't, we haven't evolved. We haven't you know, pivoted. Mm -hmm. And that's, kind of, that's mm -hmm. our challenge. That's what we got to do. I, I love it. I, I, I think- I think that's that's exactly what you should be doing, especially I'm, my mind is still spinning from when you said that, what, 9% are lurkers, 90% just consume and 1% are actually creating content. Yeah. So Crazy, as, deep, right? as deep as we think, this is already gone, right? Everybody has social media. Everybody, the, the reality is, is like we might kind of still be in the stone ages of what social media is uh, yeah. and will continue to evolve into. Right. And so I, I want to ask, I know, Tristan, you, you got to jump off in just a couple minutes and Jeff, we can keep rapping if you want. But I want to ask you guys, because I know y'all are deep into this. As every speaker spoke about consistency, every speaker kind of spoke about their failure leading to their successes. They also all spoke about AI and just how they're all leveraging it. And it's still crazy to me that so much, so many people in our community, right, realtors and lenders, they're Heismaning this thing. Man, I don't know. It's going to come for my job. I didn't need this 10 years ago. Y'all are leaning in heavy. And so can we just have a conversation about like, what's your, what's your favorite AI tool right now? What, what are, what, what are you looking into and you know, what, where should people go if they want to begin to kind of dabble in this thing? Yeah. I had a conversation yesterday with, uh, a coder, a, a, previous uh, Facebook employee, he created the little emojis, thumbs up. Oh, thumbs wow. Down. Yeah. He's the guy that created that. And he was up coding till 4 a.m. yesterday. And then we had a conversation late in the day and we were talking about AI and we were talking about AI and how it will affect specifically real estate. And we looked at it as two things. One, there are 1.5 million realtors in the United States. And from those, because most of them, most of them don't do any transactions. And, and then some have, you know, five to 11 transactions. Um, the bottom 25% will, will be eliminated when AI, when we reach probably GPT-6, whatever that mm -hmm. is, or more. Because at that point, all the data that we have locally will be inside of whatever AI looks like for real estate. It'll be able to write up contracts, determine what 
um, your request for repairs looks like, what I should be doing as an agent. I have any questions, just go to the AI for real estate. That will happen. Wow. So we will see a lot less realtors, but here's the thing, the amount of transactions will remain the same. Right. So that means they will be just going to less realtors, teams, mega agents, agents that are using AI at a high, at a high level. That's one. The other, the other thing is on AI, it's all about the prompts. And I don't know if you remember way back or you've seen movies where uh, people used to code and they have like just the backend system where like uh, dash dot and the directory and like you type in, you have to know what to type in to get the response coders. In this case, the prompts, people don't know what to prompt it. It's like, just, hey, give me a blog in uh, Malibu. It's like the prompts all wrong. The prompts need to be like this long, very specific. And you're going to see the companies that succeed at a high level using AI are going to be the ones that have fixed those prompts to make it easy for the mm. user. That's the key. Um, so, so Jeff, before before you before you go, because I know you have a lot to say on this, Tristan. What to the real quick before you go? What's the like? Is Chat GPT the tool that the realtor listening? That's like holy crap! Twenty five percent of us aren't going to be here. Is that the first yeah. tool you'd say to start playing with? Yeah, definitely play with it and and make sure that you understand the what you're asking it is the most important piece. Okay. Thanks. Love man. it. Thanks, okay. bro. Good to see you. Our man. You know, now we can have a real conversation. Yeah, I know that since Tristan's gone. What that freaking clown. Let's talk about, <laughs> you know, uh, as, as it relates to AI, the funny thing is, is as much as I talk about it and I've been talking about it and, and I would argue, cause that's, again, this is what I look for. So when I'm speaking, um, we, we got asked in the beginning of twenty uh, last year, 2022, uh, by one of the big uh, real estate associations to speak about the future of tech as it relates to real estate. And uh, that list included AI, included VR, AR, all, you know, blockchain. And I'm talking about this last year without really understanding what AI meant, mm -hmm. what it was going to be. And then now here we are, fast forward a year, a little over a year, and in just a handful of months, AI is... It's, it's insane. It's going to be it, wow. the, the amount of people that I'm talking about that are only they're building their own AI into their own platforms. Like apparently it's relatively easy. Uh, and and so my prediction at the beginning of this year, 23 was by the end of 23 this year, uh, AI is going to be so integrated into our lives. We're going to forget what life was like without it. Like we're literally at the end of this year, we're going to talk about AI. Like, gosh, can you believe it was only a year ago that we mm -hmm. just first got introduced to this? And and so I'm looking at it from that perspective. I'm also looking at it from the negative side. Everybody's looking at it from a positive side. And ChatGPT is amazing. Syllabi is amazing. Uh, again, let's go back to Austin. I mean, it's a great AI tool that helps you create a social strategy in like 10 minutes. It's it's killer. Um, there's 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 AI built into uh, Canva. You know, there's it's it's everywhere. It's they're building it into business video school. I mean, uh, it's it's literally there's gonna be AI everywhere. And, um, uh, you know, I, I, here's the thing I'll say about it positively first. A, I don't think in the short term, AI is going to replace humans like everybody's afraid of, but it will replace the human that doesn't embrace AI. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you, you've got to use it. But I also think going back to the negative that AI is going to have a negative impact on society in a lot of ways. One, laziness. Uh, I, and I think, I think people are going to get so caught up in using AI to quote unquote cheat time. Like mm -hmm. this is going to be easier. I'm just going to take it, run with it, put it out. And I think the platforms are going to catch up 
And I think humans are going to catch up and start to be able to identify what was artificially created versus what was created by a human. So there needs to be that element. Like you always need to keep a human element, but then the voice AI is going to really F up our world. Uh, Elon's been warning about this. I heard the other day, Elon warned the Obama administration that there needs to be regulation on AI or it's going to get out of hand. And from what I understand, the administrations just are not listening because I don't think they knew any better. Because you think about Obama, like, gosh, how long ago was that? Right. <laughs> Feels like an eternity. Ago. Right. And and now I actually saw a TikTok the other day and I knew this was coming. So these voice AI platforms where you can, I can talk and the AI can change my voice to be Morgan Freeman, Donald Trump, mm. Kyle Draper, anybody. And, and so you're going to get, and the, here's the scary part. This doesn't like scam artists have a technical skill that the average human doesn't. This is going to require zero skill. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about some punk in high school is going to be able to dab into this AI and now change their voice because they're going to use this AI recorder or AI, you know, voice changer. And they're going to call your parents, one of your parents and say, Hey mom, it's Kyle. Uh, I, I, I just, something bad happened and I'm actually, I'm, I'm in jail right now. I can't really go into a whole lot of details, but here's what happened. I need you to, I need you to wire over five grand to bail me out. And mm. dude, it's going to be bad for a minute until people start wow. to get mainstream. Cause I mean, there was a yeah. time when there I'll use roofers. They were going door to door and they're, they're preying on old people. My grandma got nabbed on this and she wrote like a $10,000 check and it was like it's it's and this is going to be a whole nother level of scam and uh and this is why Elon's Elon's been he was I remember watching his videos last year when AI didn't technically exist in the mainstream world it did for him and he just kept saying watch out watch out watch out and boy is he going to be right and they got to figure it out man they got to figure it out not to go, not to go doom and gloom here um because that's not really the point but I want to open people's minds up to what it, is coming? It's real life. And the what what I love about this conversation is anything that can be used for bad can also be used for good. One billion percent. Social media. Bingo. And so the I, I think the the name of the game just has to be we are willing to try anything. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna Heisman anything. I'm not gonna let my my inability to, to know how it works or or whatever. I'm going to say yes to everything one time, give it a shot because we just never know what that next tool is that elevates us to a place we've never been before. You're going to say yes to anything one time? You know, I mean, within reason, you know, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> so Jeff, what are you, cause I, I, I know how you and Tristan work. Y'all, y'all are relentless in your pursuit to create value for people to create unlock for people, right? You, you do it through your mortgage business. You, you do it through business video school. Y'all do it through drunk on social and even more things that I haven't even named. Looking at what social con 2024 will be. Cause y'all have already talked about it. Season two. We're going to call it season two, season two of yeah. social con. What, what are you most excited about already based on just some of the things y'all have discussed? Well, I mean, making it better for one, like learning from where, where we went, where we were off or where, where we got feedback. Like there's some feedback that, you know, we can't change it, but, um, you know, I, I guess 
for me, I'm most excited about finding those keynotes again. And I can tell you right now, today, I won't even start that search process for about four or five months because uh, that's how fast somebody can rise to the ranks. Right. And, you know, you met like Kayla Calendar, and she asked me when I approached her, uh, you know, why me? And and I said, because I, I see myself and you five years ago, you're yeah. an up and comer. Uh, Austin was an up and comer at one time. London was an up and comer. And so, yeah. you know, we've got a good friend, Neil Dingra, who, who is, uh, puts on this forward event and it's freaking massive dudes crushing. And he and I yep. are always comparing notes and, you know, I've kind of made it my own personal mission to be different than Neil. Neil's doing it at a, I mean, like he's spending stupid money yeah. and he's getting the Gary V's of the world. So it's a different mindset. Neither's wrong or right. Both are great. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I think our vision or my vision is, is to constantly be finding the people that are pushing the buttons, grinding, and it's having an impact on their business. Because I think, I, in my opinion, that is going to speak to the masses more than you know, Grant Cardone, Gary Vee, all of these big, these massively successful people. Not that you can't learn from them, yeah. but I think when you walk away from a conference from somebody like Tyler Hassman, perfect example. Dude yep. did it, man. He did what exact what he preached, and he's only been in the business a year and a half and he's crushing it, right? I'm recording an episode with him today. Love him. He's yeah. so great. And yeah. and I think that uh that's so that's gonna be our MO. And so I'm most excited about. Those people may not even exist right now at the time, yeah. time of this recording in mid-April. And so it's kind of exciting. It's really cool to, to think that uh, you know, we, we we're gonna keep trying to find the up and comers and partially uh, just full transparency. We want to keep ours on a budget. We want to, yeah. we don't want to have a thousand dollar ticket event. I mean, we do have a thousand dollar ticket, it's a VIP ticket. I think it was well worth it. You experienced it, the private yeah. lunches, the private yep. dinner, the you know, it's it was very intimate. Uh, my request of my speakers, unlike if I asked Gary if I paid Gary V to come, I'm getting Gary V for an hour, maybe right. 90 he's minutes, out. maybe yep. for some pictures, but he's not hanging around for eight hours. And so right. when I get these up and comers, when we get these people that are our friends, they hang around. You saw, I mean, Kenya Kelly was front and center two days. Right. I mean, yep. hanging out. And I, to me, that's that's priceless. Um, if I have a speaker, and I won't name a name, but there was a speaker that came came and went from the time that, that, that they were on stage. And I won't have that person back again, because that's not what I'm looking for. I yeah. want people that are going to, I want it to be intimate. I want people to uh, get to hang out. It's important to me. I like the bar time. Uh, whether you drink or don't drink, there's yeah. a lot of valuable conversations yeah. that go on there. And um, yeah, it's- I, I look at I, I kind of look at social con like I haven't seen the movie yet, but the previews for air, you know, the the new I haven't seen movie. previews. I haven't seen the previews, but yeah, I definitely and, uh, see it. And just the the whole premise of like there's these guys fighting for something that's never been done before. Mm. Right. That everybody's like, you're gonna go give all this money to this college kid that's not proven anything yeah. in the NBA because you just think that it's gonna be good. And, and so that, that's kind of the way that like, I look at you and Tristan of like, we're going to go find these people that the world hasn't put their stamp on yet, but that we believe are making waves and doing things that people aren't doing and are committed to something that others aren't committed to. And so, bro, I just, I think it's you know, awesome. You know what you brought, you just reminded me to, we'll end on this is uh one other takeaway. Yeah. Uh, and, and one, and you mentioned like the innovation, finding what's next. 
So we are playing around with Lemonate. Mm. So Lemonate is the okay. uh, is the up and coming. My daughters describe it as a cross between Pinterest and Instagram. Okay, and um, and so and the funny thing is, is as as you know, the the threat of the TikTok ban, which I really don't think is going to ultimately happen. It, it, that's what makes this so funny is that Lemonade's also owned by the exact same company, ByteDance. And it, like the government's never going to be able to keep up with this stuff because they're so clueless about it. Right. But yeah, Lemonade, I think is if anybody's listening to this thinking, all right, all right, smarty pants, what do you think is going to be next right now? Uh, I would pay attention to that. You know, Trish and I will be jumping on. I love it. We were, we were the ones introducing Clubhouse to the world. We'll be introducing yeah. anything that's potentially new. Uh, and you know what? Here's what we, we promise with Drunk on Social. You don't have to jump into things right away. Let Tristan and I test them for a little while, yeah. and then we'll start getting loud about it. If we think it's something like TikTok, we'll start to get loud about it. But here's the, here's the advice I'll give somebody. When we start to get loud about it, don't wait and see. Right. Jump. You have jump nothing in. to lose. Yep. And if you get in early opportunity tends to tend huge to. man so guys listening if, you, if you're not a part of drunk on social go search it on facebook it's on you know you guys are on instagram go find them incredible value there cost you absolutely nothing and then jeff is there a way for the for people to go reserve their spot for season two of Ooh, social con man yeah we'll have to get you that uh, link you could put it in the show notes yeah we'll put yes, it down there there is uh, i'll yep. have uh, in send that over to you absolutely good question right thank you for that and of yeah course, i mean just I, I will tell you this if anybody wants to know like we're everywhere drunk on socials on all the on yeah. all the socials and stuff but i think uh, my opinion is and i even put a video out about this last week uh if you miss we post a lot every day. And so yeah. if you miss a couple of days, shit gets buried. You might miss it. I recommend subscribe to our newsletter. We put out three a week and, They're and awesome. that way that doesn't get buried. I mean, yeah, I guess it gets buried, but you can kind of set them aside. You can flag them. And that way you just quickly peruse them. They're, they're usually very short. They have two or three yep. topics and you can just peruse, you know? And so, and that way you can stay up to date on what's going on. I would say subscribe to our newsletter. That's the best place to not miss anything. I love it. We'll, we'll have all that in the show notes. You got it. Appreciate you, bro. Likewise, man. Guys, we'll be back. Not with two people as, as great as Jeff and Tristan, or at least Jeff, since Tristan's not here anymore. Nobody cares about him. But we will be back next week with a really cool person with an even cooler story. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow and reach out to my guest. Also, please consider sharing and leaving a review wherever you consume this content because this is the world we live in and your review online for others to see is invaluable for the success of this show. And remember, you're amazing. Talk to you soon.